You're listening to the Incomparables Total Party Kill podcast, in which a group of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is episode number 436, starting a new Keys from the Golden Vault adventure, recorded April 2023, posted February 2024. Rule 6. Win, win, win. Welcome back to Total Party Kill. It's me, Tony Sindelar, a dungeon master. I use he, him pronouns. And today, we're doing one of my favorite things at Total Party Kill. We are starting a new adventure. We are continuing the keys from the Golden Vault collection and proceeding to the second adventure in this book, the adventure titled The Stygian Gambit. No relation to other gambits, legal or dead. Um, allow me to introduce our players, and they will remind you of their characters, because we do have a group of returning characters today, and then we will jump into the action of the Stygian Gambit. Our first player needs no introductions. Why, thank you, Tony. Yes, I am playing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was about what I expected. I'm go- Jason, I think you, you were in there by a second. Go take it away. <laughs> Uh, hi, my name is Jason Snell. I need no introduction so you don't know who I am. I am playing Ravel. He is a Triton Druid. And what you need to know about Ravel is now he's level two because level one Druids are terrible. But level two Druids are cool. And you'll find out more about that later on. But yes, his name is Ravel. There's a reference right. there. I'm not going to explain it. Our Mighty second game. player also needs no introductions, but is not quite as fast as Jason. Erica. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Erica Ensign. She, her. I am playing Levithia Duisigri, also she, her. Uh, yeah, I'm a level two ranger. Uh, level one rangers, not great. Level two rangers, also not great. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Our next player demands an introduction. It is in his rider, which is involved. It's Monty Ashley. <laughs> Hi. I'm Monty Ashley. <laughs> I use the he, him pronouns, as does my character, Krong. Krong is a bugbear rogue, or, yeah, rogue is what they call him. I was going to call him a thief, but they haven't been called thieves in quite some time. <laughs> yep, about 30 years ago. <laughs> so um, your age. <laughs> uh, and he's a nightmare monster. The end. And the last player joining us, the classiest player on Total Party Kill, and really the incomparable network in general, take yep. that, Greg Noss. It's Annette Weirstra. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am so classy. I am playing J-Raff, who is a she-her just like me, and she is an Asimar Paladin, level two. I don't know what I really got being a level two, so I guess she's just as awesome as she was last time. I, I couldn't tell you. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, level one rogues are awesome, and so are level two rogues, uh, and every other level of rogues. All levels <laughs> of rogues are great. Great yeah. at stabbing. They only get better. Mm-hmm. Um all right, adventures. I'll tell you, this adventure starts rather, uh, rather promptly. I guess I don't know. Prompt, that sounds it's like good. it would start abruptly. Abruptly, twenty-two. Yes. This adventure <laughs> arrives precisely when it intends to. Yes, I love it. Um, you receive yet another uh, uh, detailed, uh, fancy, ornate music box with the matching uh, golden key that it comes with that you know at this stage of your relationship with the golden vault is how you are assigned missions from them i'll also mention we may get to see them in uh in the context of the event ourselves but now that they are initiated members in good standing of the organization known as the golden vault um our adventurers receive various door prizes for joining a secret society oh Uh, yeah i forgot about that feel free update maybe i'll run across mine eventually (laughs) yes so as you place the little golden key into the ornate uh, music box, it activates and you hear once again the voice of your handler from the previous adventure, uh, Mira Rahir, your contact with the Golden Vault, an organization that is, you know, are they a secret society or a society society with secrets? They're a secret society, but they're dedicated to making things better. And so her voice uh, c- comes out of the box. Greetings, keys. An ally of the Golden Vault named Verity Kai has had her life savings stolen from her by a devious gambling partner. We found an opportunity to right this wrong. That's what the Golden Vault is all about. This quest, should you choose to undertake it, requires you to infiltrate the Afterlife Casino and steal a statuette and a sum of money. 
Meet with Verity at the Brian Widow Tavern to learn more details. Good luck, Keys. And then cool. the box dissolves. That's just creepy. Yeah, magic. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Uh, we'll assume that uh, unlike the previous adventure where you robbed a, a, a museum to save the city, this adventure has you robbing a casino because that sounds fun. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, I, it does. I just watched. Oh, I just watched Ocean's 12 last night. That's the wrong one. There's no casino. There's no mm. casino. There's not a casino in all of them. I could have sworn. I've seen them all and I have no recollection of their. Of, I just assumed there was always a casino. In there, Ocean's 8, they're dropping they the Met museum. Ball. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Isn't there one where they rob three casinos because they're like, we don't have, let's just like Gillette five blade this thing. Mm. Uh, That's, I mean, <laughs> that's basically the first one. 11 with oh. Frank Sinatra. Okay. They, they rob like in the Frank Sinatra one, they rob like six casinos all at the same time. That seems like, I, I don't know. I, I'm I think just, it's three in the remake. Tell me that you, there. tell me, tell me that the, uh, the Rat Pack didn't have a pro, uh, project manager in it. Um, so the back room in the Brine Widow is well-appointed with a polished wood table, paintings of local landscapes, and wrought iron lanterns. Platters on the tables are piled with food, and a pot of tea steams in the center of the table. The tiefling before you has red skin, cobalt blue eyes, and curly white hair she wears in long twists. Black horns rise from her forehead in tight spirals. The adventure did not uh, provide... Art of uh, Verity uh, Kai, but I imagine that they look something like this, but with white hair. This image sourced from the internet. Hello. <laughs> I knew Monty was going to like this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Verity speaks to you. Thank you for accepting my invitation. I'm Verity Kai, and what I'm about to discuss requires the utmost secrecy. I can't stress to you enough. How important it is that you speak of nothing of what you hear beyond these four walls. I'm staring. I shrug. Corner. Okay. I guess I'll take that as assurances. Well, your job is going to involve a new casino called the Afterlife Casino. It's a operation themed after the Nine L's find that very distasteful, on the outskirts of Varken Bluff. The owner, Quentin Togglepocket, built it using prize money he stole from me, and I'd like for you to make his life difficult. He's hosting a tournament there as part of the grand opening, and I want you to steal the statue he plans to award as a trophy. And while you're at it, um, I'd also like you to steal back the 5,000 gold pieces he stole from me. Bring the statuette and the gold here, where I'll be waiting for you. Verity uh, reaches into uh, her adventurer's kit and pulls out a uh, very distinctive-looking um, bag that you suspect is a bag of holding, um, and uh, it's got it's got kind of a, a, a red and orange uh, motif uh, on it. And um, she also says, and uh, as per your expenses, uh, our friends in the society have. Uh, Arrange, and she pulls out little pouches of money, uh, 100 gold pieces a piece. I'll also cover you. say he. I'll also cover your transit. I'm, I'm sorry, you say he built this casino with money he won from you? Stole money. Right, but the money is just sitting there for us to steal? Wouldn't the money be like transformed into walls and valets and dealers and packs of cards and stuff quentin and i used to be partners uh and it was always our dream to open our own casino someday we were both in the games of chance entrepreneurial uh way of life working working the circuit and then uh we had been pooling our funds saving for many years and then several years ago he disappeared with all of my money honestly i figured he was dead and then i found out he had taken our money and used it to bankroll this casino. I suspect that he keeps enough uh, cash on hands in the vault uh, that he, he is, he'll certainly be inconvenienced, but he can afford to pay me back what is mine. 
Do you have any insight as to how he might design this vault or what kind of vault it is? Or like if you're planning on creating this together, maybe you have some tips. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Do you sit around late at night, talk about your plan for security? Well, I can't say that we did. Um, but, uh, perhaps this will be helpful. Uh, she reaches into her backpack once again and unfurls a large poster-sized, uh, kind of hand-drawn diagram. I, um, upon hearing about the new Afterlife Casino, uh, made contact with the, uh, local dwarven guild in charge of construction, and in return for a generous donation, uh, into the, the guild's retirement funds, uh, was given a peek at the blueprints, and while I've attempted to recreate them here, I apologize for the crude artwork. And Verity shows to you a map Ooh. of the Afterlife mm -hmm. Casino. I appreciate these maps. This is a theme of the, uh, so far in, every, in looking through Keys of the Golden Vault, every heist includes somebody's kind of, you know, amateur incomplete map of the thing that you will use to plan your heist and then you know the actual detailed battle map of the location so it is uh located in a natural cavern that they've excavated and built several uh rooms uh most of the spaces are dedicated to various games uh several uh games do, you know it, celebrating the different aspects of the nine hells uh but i was particularly interested and she kind of points to the left side of the diagram here i did get the layout of the uh uh areas that would normally be off limits uh to non-employees of the casino and you'll note here the top left corner uh is where the vault is according to our good friend in the in the uh in the in the dwarven guild hmm. Um, I like the look of this circus prep parentheses animals room. We're gonna have yes, to go there. Quentin always enjoyed a spectacle. Apparently, they have they keep various trained animals uh, that they use for entertainment. Do you know what sort of animals? I don't know myself. And at the time of construction, they simply were creating spaces for the animals. I'm not sure if it is fully staffed up yet or not trained uh, you say other things that, to steal other things that i know um well um i do know based on the uh the hiring notices that went out that uh well quentin has only hired tieflings for his afterlife themed casino um he's a he's a gnome of course um the uh tournament that is i'm previously mentioned is already in progress and is scheduled to end in two days, so it's important to return with the statue before then. Um, how big a statue are we talking about? How big a statue are we talking about? Excellent question. Also, who is it a statue of? It's a statue of, uh, I don't know if I'm going to say this word correctly, or I know I'm not going to say this word correctly. Uh, this is one of those great Dungeons and Dragons moments when you have to say a word that you've seen in writing a million times but never said out loud uh, that it is an Arinyes, E-R-I-N-Y-E-S, uh, which is like a, a kind of a winged, uh, uh, it's, I believe like the Fates and the Furies are Arinyes. Um, if I show you this, you haven't seen it yet, but uh, Verity describes a golden statue, probably about a foot tall. Uh, it might weigh uh, as much as 10 pounds. Uh, ornate statue of a kind of golden winged uh, horned creature um, hold, holding a ruby gem in its hands. Would you like us to replace it with a statue of you giving him the finger? <laughs> uh, that would be delightful. I apologize. I can't provide you with such a statue. Anything that discredits Quentin and puts his operation into disfavor would well, be very satisfying to me but uh perhaps most importantly i do want my funds returned to me and i want his triumphant tournament to be an embarrassment 
Are all the players set for the tournament already? They are. Um, and she provides you with a list of the players. Um, I'm familiar with some of them from my old gambling days. Unfortunately, yes, it would too late to insert any of you into the tournament. But also, I think if you did not already have a reputation for gambling, it would be hard to find a place among these, uh, these individuals. What are they playing? Uh, yes, they play Three Dragon Ante. It's a popular mm-hmm. card game in the, uh, the gambling circuit. Which is apparently a thing you can actually, like, Wizards of the Coast makes a Three Dragon Ante set that you can buy with cards. The Adventure, as written, yeah. provides a way to play it with dice, because of course they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want, Verity could teach you how to play Three Dragon Ante. What are we already excited know? about that prospect? <laughs> She's an accomplished gambler. I feel like that's like one of her things. Um, of yeah. course, I know how to play three dragon ante. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Krong. <laughs> oh, I do. I have a playing card set and proficiency with it. Oh, nice. Uh, so Verit explains. Yes, uh, among the games of chance at the Afterlife Casino, of course, three dragon ante, the uh, popular card game being celebrated with the tournament, a game of skill and precision uh but also wit and cunning they also have lesser games of chance such as life and death and uh well quentin seems to have invested in these new mechanical clockwork contraptions that are some kind of automated game of chance it's it sounds very newfangled not a fan no skill required and i believe they have some kind of racing animal as well there and a spa, it and appears. a spa. Yeah, there's also a restaurant uh, in a kind of a cave below the casino. Hmm. Any other questions for um, uh, Verity about um, the uh, the Afterlife Casino, the map that she has provided to you, which I will add to your Google Doc, um, because that's the kind of dungeon master I am. Full service. Is you know. there anything about um, what's I can't remember his name. I've forgotten already because Quentin Togglepocket. Quentin, uh, that like is his weakness, or that he is a little like is he super over cocky? Is he, you know? Well, know. he is tricky. He is. Uh, I mean, he's a, like me, uh, a, a professional gambler. Uh, he knows when to uh, hold them. He knows when to fold them. He knows. I went to walk away. Um, Yes, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think he is a uh, he's a man of details. Um, I do not think he would easily be tricked. Uh, If you're to be successful, your best bet might be to avoid him entirely while in the casino. My first thought: circus animal stampede. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, like this thought. Well, I will uh, reveal now that now that Ravel is oh, it's a Ravel reveal. In fact, that's mm. the best. Uh, <laughs> now, now that Ravel is level two, Ravel has uh, wild shape. Oh, you can so be part Ravel, of the stampede. Ravel can turn oh, you into. Have got to get into that. So we circus. got animals. We got, got animals to. in the circus. Ravel can be. I'm going to give give you your options: a lion, a bear. A dire wolf or a giant hyena. I mean, now I think those are D enough. Are they, now it, does it remind me? Wild shape. Does it have to be animals that you've seen before? Yes. Uh, these are the, seen, these these those are the, are the animals that Ravel knows. Yeah. Well, and and of a certain thing. So these are the ones that he's wild shaped in before, and he knows. Uh, okay. He knows if there was something else, he could try to wild shape in it. But we would have to actually look up on a D and D table whether yeah. it's re- challenge rating one or so, not. Yeah. So like when Ravel goes to the circus casino, which might be just like a good thing to do if you have a person with wild shape. It's like, yeah, animals, drink it in. But yeah. then you have to see like you're like, how do I assess that the challenge rating of this animal? Too difficult. By, yeah. By trying to turn into it, and it like ah I'm stuck. Um, you know? Right. Ravel would probably have seen a shark of some sort from his time in Little Ocean. Unfortunately, right? um, Ravel is very good, but swimming creatures are not available uh-huh. at level two. Mm. But mm. you're a triton. I know. Well, I, 
this is yes i i think in the spirit of role playing i might argue at some point uh that the right thing to do would be to not let him change into land animals and only let him change into sea animals but that would make him a really crappy uh character so i'm not going to do that well there's this big river going straight through the casino right uh, they call it the river six yeah seems seems right yeah unfortunately if you've got a swim speed you can't uh yeah you can't mm. wild shape well, until level the, i forget four something like that the river Just, looks like a good access point or exit strategy it is in fact the only entrance and exit into the casino um there is a uh you travel into the casino on via uh, small boats uh that, that's the only way in and out uh yes it is uh basically it's a na- it's an hour north of where you are kind of in downtown Varken Bluff. It's part of the greater Varken Bluff metro area, uh, but it's a bit out in the kind of the sticks of mm-hmm. greater Varken Bluff. And uh, Verity is, is you know, Verity is a pretty well-off uh, gambler. Uh, she's happy to uh, rent you uh, a coach ride to get you there and back. Are we going to need two coins each to pay the ferryman? Uh, I suspect that the price to get in is at least two coins, yes. I don't Monty, know the exact pricing. Don't don't pay the ferryman until he takes you to the other side. That's a reference. Sorry. Is this like an mm-hmm. old song or something? Is that what it's we're doing? old song, yeah. Yes. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult or something, it. right? <laughs> I'm just, I was just making fun of people who are slightly older than me. Um, <laughs> I was doing <laughs> references to actual mythology, which Chris, is even older. That's, that's Krista Berg, actually. It's the, uh, oh, yeah. Mythology? Is that like an old song? Is that what that is? Oh. It's the oldest of songs, yes, in mm, fact. Yeah, you know, like Don't Fear the Reaper? Yeah, <laughs> exactly classic uh adventures what else would you like to know from verity do you want to head right to the casino um you know this one is a little less urgent in that there is not an egg that's gonna hatch an elder beast that will take out yeah, the whole there's city no ticking, ticking <laughs> clock here uh, the the ticking clock is that the casino the uh tournament will be done in 48 hours uh and you need to embarrass uh uh, Quentin by making sure the statue is not available at the end of that 48 hours but it's you know I feel there's there's a little bit of whiplash in uh, the urgency to these I will say the security of the casino is a lot higher than the natural Me- museum of natural histories mm. um, so yeah so I, I mean what other than a map mm. do we really have any knowledge of the security systems of like it, it seems really Probably unlikely to get there yeah to go into a casino and just kind of wander around until we decide how to steal the vault like it, it seems like we should be more prepared than that and yet i assume the guards have pitchforks and whips and stuff because mm. it's healthy can we go in and out and back in you do you have two days and you uh, uh, okay you know, this is also, I guess, in this is not Vegas. This is Greater Varken Bluff. So I think this is not the kind of casino with uh, lodging. So, um, yeah. all right. But they, they're probably open 24 7. So we oh, can yeah. just drift in there and yeah. do what we need to do. Okay. Well, I think we need to reconnoiter then. Uh, and right. maybe I'll use my, out. Yeah. Maybe I'll use my wild shape at some point to sort of like get in with the circus animals and see what I can see back behind. Uh, I have a new um, thing. I got a tattoo. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Uh, I I lower the back of my shirt so you can see it, and it's like uh, Raven just like splayed across my back. But then I make it move because it's got Ooh. fluid ink, and I can let it travel around my body and make it look whatever I want. But it also, it's a masquerade tattoo. So for one hour, once per day, I can um, transform myself into something else. <gasps> I have to still like I still have to have arms and legs and stuff, but so something uh, humanoid, humanoid. But oh, I can. I've got the plan. So yes, you're you're going to become the statue. <laughs> Isn't okay, it just a foot. I high? can lose one foot shorter or one foot taller. So there may. How be tall limits. are you now? You all look very short to me. <laughs> um, I am uh, five foot five. Let's say. Mm. I guess that's canon now. Yep. So we're going to have to position you like 50 feet farther away yeah, from everybody than the statue currently mm-hmm. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yep. 
Uh-huh. This is a good plan. <laughs> yeah. I watched Now You See Me and Now You See Me Too, so I'm totally oh. ready for a very realistic Now You See plans. Me Too? That's on you. I watched Now You See Me 1, and that was a mistake, but I'm not going to get tricked into seeing Now You See Me Too. <laughs> a, a movie that's prem- a tournament. The premise is basically uh, holograms are magic. Um, oh, sorry, I'm still mad about that movie. Um, yeah. The uh, what format the, is the tournament being run in? Swiss pairings, top eight. Uh, uh, yeah, it's totally top eight Swiss pairings. Um, those are Magic the Gathering tournament references, or I don't know if those are actual poker tournament. I mean, they're references. Magic the Gathering tournament references, but other people use them because okay. Magic the Gathering got big. But yeah, that's, that's uh, you you know. T- tell you what, you'll learn more when you get to the casino. Okay. All right. Uh, Verity uh, says that if you need to find me, I'll be here at uh, the Brining Widow, but uh, you may not want to burn time going back and forth uh, between uh, the casino and here if you can avoid it. Uh, as mentioned, Verity has uh, paid for a fancy uh, coach ride to get you to the casino on the outskirts of Arkenbluff. And you'll head out. And she's standing Are, by the coach, tapping her foot, saying, yeah. here's the coach, guys. Are we yeah. also wearing... We, I would like to say that we're wearing our fancy clothes that we also wore to the uh, to the museum. All right, yes. At this point, you know, several weeks have passed since the museum caper, and you are all well-appointed and have I mean, spent if you your want money different, wisely. Different ones, you could... You, you know, my parents are rarely at this house. Well, just, tuxedo <laughs> is a tuxedo. I so. just think, you know... I have a different dress, for sure. I was going to <laughs> outfit myself from the gift shop. <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> not a, a real bad cheesy idea. Like a hat? Stygian, <laughs> yeah, Stygian t-shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tourist stuff. Where yeah, is cap. the gift shop on this map? It, the gift shop is not identified on the map. It's a, so. it's a, the t-shirt says, my parents went to the Afterlife Casino mm-hmm. and all I got was this lousy t-shirt and my inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bing. All right. Uh, you head out. The carriage takes you out of Varkenbluff into the rolling countryside uh, around Varkenbluff, which is, let's be fair, a lot of marsh and scrublands. It's not the most picturesque ride as you go over hill and dale uh you kind of enter a thicket of uh kind of scrubby trees uh and pull up uh an hour later uh behind some other uh carriages that are also unloading they look like the relatively well-off people of the greater Verkenbluff bluff area uh annette you of course uh Jay recognizes some of them because that's a thing that happens with your character. We're wealthy. Yeah. You know, all those, all us rich people know mm-hmm. each other. I would you, recognize people, but I am not paying a lot of attention. They don't recognize you. Um, <laughs> no, they were, probably wouldn't. There's a kind of, there's a little stream and there's like a really like kind of inappropriately large kind of billboard sign that says this way to the afterlife casino in like gold lettering on black and the whole sign is shaped like an arrow kind of just pointing to the river um there's kind of a wow a, classy yeah um and you can see there's the, the the kind of the the other rich people are kind of drifting in the direction of the river from the carriage and it looks like uh parked along the stream are several uh black jet black boats staffed by red robed uh looks like they are probably tieflings based on the contours of the uh their heads but they are wearing hooded robes um and you know they're kind of one stationed at each boat uh they're helping uh the first group of people that got to the uh to the shore uh into the into the uh the boats and getting them settled looks like they're ready to head uh down river uh into the woods how many as, uh, people fit in a boat? Uh, it looks like each boat uh, will fit uh, four or five people. Okay. Uh, right, I just want to state for the record that uh, as we get into the casino, if there is a gift shop or if they have like kiosks or anything, one of the things I'm going to be looking out for are little, um, you know, headband with uh, with horns. Like just mm-hmm. it, it. That seems like the kind of thing a casino bait that's that's themed around the nine hells would possibly sell and could mm-hmm. potentially be helpful for costuming <laughs> later all right you wait in line a little bit uh and there's the, the the next boat is available for you uh a red uh red robe tiefling uh bows deeply and says welcome travelers and motions uh for you to, to board his little boat um 
I'm assuming you get in the boat because it's mm-hmm. that kind of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, but the boat sinks like six inches as soon as I step in. Are you that heavy? I know you're very big, but I thought it was all fur. <laughs> um, I'm, I was like 850 pounds. Wow. But okay. then they changed the rules and said that all races are generally human height and weight, which is nonsense. So I ignore it. Not even all humans are generally human height and weight. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm right. saying. <laughs> yeah. That's a very wide. Um, yep. All right. So the boat does. Sometimes it's um, all fur. Sometimes it's all muscle, yeah. baby. There's a, yeah, there's a, uh, you know, there's a, a dwarf, uh, rich looking dwarf, uh, and he looks, he's carrying like, uh, oversized sacks of gold with dollar signs or coin signs written on them. And he's about to get in the same boat as you. And the tiefling is, uh, I think we're at capacity because of Kronk's, Kronk's weight in the boat. Um, the, uh, he, he uses a stick or a long pole to kind of push the boat away, uh, from the shore. And the boat seems to kind of magically glide, uh, down the river. You think it's magic because you see another boat kind of coming back the same direction. And unless it's one of those rivers that, you know, goes both upstream and downstream, there must be a little bit of magic, uh, involved. Uh, it's a quick boat ride. It kind of goes around a corner in the river and there is a big cave mouth that kind of swallows you up. Lots of uh, stalactites hanging down uh, below, down uh, from the roof of the cave. Uh, You can hear uh, music kind of echoing in the distance, maybe even the kind of roar of rushing water and a short passage through a little cave until you emerge in an immense cavern that is the Afterlife Casino. The ceiling is high above your head, must be about 50 feet up. Stalactites, dancing lights, everything is lots of kind of strobing orange and red lights, and you look out upon an immense cavern filled with card tables and gaming stations, uh, chattering uh, patrons, and various uh, kind of fancy-garbed tiefling uh, running about filling people's drink lord orders. Just as you kind of, the boat uh, docks uh, at a little dock, uh, you hear a group nearby uh, kind of yell out in cheers as if somebody must have won uh, big. Um, your uh, your boat, boat, boater? I don't know, what do you call the guy with a boat? Ferryman? Boatman. Boatman? Or ferryman, um, sure. Yeah. Gondolier? Uh, raises a hand uh, and gestures to the uh, the casino beyond and intones, Welcome to the afterlife. Temptation awaits. And then he also points to a sign with uh, rules. Uh, at What's this point, the rules say, Tony? Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me make sure I got the rules correctly here. Uh, there is, as you're getting off the boat, uh, there is kind of a little placard, um, and there's other tieflings there to help you out of the boat if needed. Uh, and the placard uh, reads as follows: Rules in the afterlife: colon. Stay out of the river sticks is rule one. Rule two: Don't cheat. Cheaters never prosper. Rule three: Don't accost or threaten other patrons or the staff. Rule four: Keep your weapons hidden or sheathed at all times. Rule five. Only employees may pass through green trim doors. Rule six, win, win, win. I don't know <laughs> if that's really a rule or more like a guideline. Allow me to show you a map of the Afterlife Casino. I, didn't we already see a map? I thought we already saw Allow me to show you the, the battle map. map as opposed to Verity's hand-drawn um, oh, I see. map. Yeah, mm-hmm. see? See the difference? Marvel at the yeah, difference. Yeah, this one's blurry. It might be taking a while to load because it's a very big detailed map. I have put your characters towards some docks on kind of the south side I of the see. map. I see. It's I, I also, just before before we got in there, I want to say as we were on the boat, I was looking very closely at the countryside um, to either side of the river, uh, being a ranger and with forest, the forest is my favorite terrain. I can't tell if that's forests or not, um, but just the, in case we need to skedaddle fast, I want to have at least an idea of what we see if we come out through the river. Sounds good. At some point. Uh, Tony, I want, as a uh, water-oriented um, person, Indeed. I want to um, observe. We can I, say, you can say Triton. You can say yeah. Triton. Well, yes, a water, yes, a water or Triton. A Triton. I want to analyze the. Uh, they say don't don't go when the river sticks. Don't swim in the river. Can I observe if there's anything unusual about the water, or are they, do they just is this like no running at a swimming <laughs> pool? Is it a rule that 
Is there something weird about the river? Okay. Uh, you look at the river. Uh, it, it is moving kind of briskly, uh, and you can tell that it, it's there's uh, – I think you can see at this point uh, in the distance on the far northern side of the uh, casino, it does look like there is like a waterfall where the river drops uh, to some uh, significant height. Uh, the water does not seem to be magical in any way. You suspect it's the boats that were magic, not the river. Mm. Uh, that just seems easier from a magic conservation point of view. Um, and the uh, but the water is flowing uh, yeah. into the cavern and then over yes, the water down. Yes. Okay. And you know uh, the river sticks uh, in mythology. The oldest of songs has a reputation uh, for causing memory loss. Uh, you don't think that that is what would happen if you yeah. were to come okay. into contact with this river. And I, you, let me, this guys, this is like Disneyland. All right. A, a yeah, place I, I've never I was going to say this is the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> that we're doing here. Yes. Um, I'm going to say to my fellow, uh, we, you would already know this, but to my players, I will say uh, that uh, not only can I wild shape, but I just want to remind everybody that Ravel can breathe water. So if if Ravel just has to like take stuff and hide in the river or swim in the river, he could do that because he can breathe water. He can he could stay down there for in basically indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you're our Krong this time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Walk out. Krong is not Krong this time. I mean, take he can't Krong. he can't levitate down a waterfall. That would be a thing, right? But I don't know where the waterfall goes or what goes on with that. But but anyway, that might be an advantage for us to have a, a water breather on our. Uh, in our, in our mm -hmm. disposal, shape changer. Mm -hmm. So those are mine. I still think Krong being a secret stealthy nightmare thief monster is a major useful. asset to the party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always. Well, we'll start heist. playing some games and earn this $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine. <laughs> Taking the long Put it right, on roulette, right. roll it, get 10000 Say, we're out of here. Baby. Uh, well, so you are in a casino and you're there as legal uh, participants. So there's, no, I don't think you need to be worried about your safety as long as you don't do anything illegal or foolish. Uh, <laughs> do you want to split up and uh, scout out different areas of the casino? And I can, you know, I can tell you what you see uh, one by one. How's that? Sure. I put, uh, I've labeled the map with uh, the token or that with labels A1 through etc. Um, that's just those, each of those is a different area. It's a little weird because this is a big open area with different areas. You are currently all at the area labeled on the map as A1, which is just the arrival docks. Um, no gift so, shop. Uh, you know what? I'm, there's like a little kiosk, uh, because you asked for it. It's being added to the adventure. It's the kind of dungeon master I am. Uh, uh -huh. there are several little booths, um, being staffed by like teenage, co uh, teenage tieflings that are selling, uh, t-shirts. Uh, teen flings, teen yes, flings, thank you, yeah. uh, my young youngs, uh, <laughs> that are selling, uh, you know, they, they do various cheap, gaudy t-shirts, um, maybe like a, a sack that you would hold money in, but it's really cheaply made, it's like a Crown Royal bag, and uh, somebody, I think Erica, you mentioned it, so of course they had to have it, like basically like a baseball hat, but with tiefling horns on it. I'm buying one of everything. What is the All right. what does the teen sound like when when uh, we go over there, Tony? Mm. Welcome to the Afterlife Casino. How can I help you? <laughs> I'd like that and that and that. Excellent and that choice. Uh, he, I would uh, like your largest T-shirt, please. Oh, of course. Um, they. I mean, it's it's a D and D theme play, uh, a place that serves D and D creatures. They have a wide size range of inclusive. sizes. Yeah, they they got to go from like gnome up to bugbear. I guess I don't know what's bigger than a bugbear. Uh, you know, centaur, a bread box. Um, <laughs> that's mm. um, <laughs> half giant. So yes, for uh, you know, for a few. Let me say, everything is overpriced, but we're not going to track the money. Okay, uh, you have a variety of merchandise. Usually, people wait until they're on their way out to leave. Thank you. Great. Why isn't there a theme hotel? There should be a hotel where you go in and then you're like in a underworld experience for three days and you don't go outside ever. That sounds amazing. I a would hotel pay way too casino. much money for that. That sounds preposterous. And that is how hotels at casinos were invented canonically. <laughs> <laughs> that kid grew up to be Stephen Wynn. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, no! <laughs> All right, we've created a monster. Um, <laughs> a mo takes a monster to create a monster. Yeah. Vegan monster, yes. 
So, so the uh, very I will tell you the various uh, areas of uh, the Afterlife Casino are named after the different uh, levels of the nine hells. Avernus being your topmost level. Dis uh, again, words I've never had to say out loud, but here we go. Minaros, uh, Malbolge, Flexstrondian, and Cirque Maladomnini. And so on. Great. And other hells um, you may not know. <laughs> yes. Um, Tony would like to pull the ripcord on this list. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Zoop the hells. You know um, them. You know those yep. hells. It's I was did, I did, those. I did, in my preparation for today, I did read up on the nine hells. <laughs> so, I'm unemployed, people. <laughs> this is what I got going on. Um, I read up on the nine hells, and it turns out knowledge of the nine hells is not needed for understanding how this <laughs> works. But I would say in the uh the D D uh nine hells, uh you know, they've got like Avernus, topmost hell, is kind of your classic hell. Like, you know, it's red, there's lots of spiky bits, there's horrible things going on there. They try and like mix up how many hells you can get, but let me tell you, by the time they get down to like hell four or five they are really struggling. You know, you get down to like hell three and it's like, what if instead of it's like, instead of it being hot, it's really cold. They do that again later in the list. There's like three hells that are cold <laughs> and four hells that are hot. And like one of them's like, it's a desert hot. It's a dry hell. Dry heat. Um, yeah. yeah. That's how they like, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is all John Milton's fault. D and D didn't yeah. do this. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you know, they chose to, to perpetuate that. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> this casino is based on the nine hells hells knowledge of the nine hells is unnecessary if you're a dungeon master to keep running this adventure or well, you know what yeah. they say tony better to serve in hell than than or no what better to uh rule in hell than to serve drinks at a casino that's what they <laughs> yeah. say there you uh, go. look where's the sisyphus slot machine <laughs> yeah oh man <laughs> the same coin just keeps coming out and you can never pull the lever mm -hmm. oh boy uh Ravel's interested in the animals because of the wild All shape right. thing so he's gonna go to the back i'm gonna of the ask casino. you just for story purposes why don't you split up uh which is you know comes with the implicit dungeon master promise that like nothing bad will befall you as long as you don't like start a fight i feel like <laughs> monty's like i start stabbing a guy what's gonna happen what are you gonna do you wouldn't do you can't you know I feel There's like an implicit Jay promise would, here. <laughs> Jay knows Levithia well enough to actually like not let me go off on my own, but just to drag okay. me along. You could be in adjoining sections if you'd like. Uh, so why don't you locate your token near one of the designated areas on the map, and I will uh, tell you what happens yeah, there, and you can you I, can explore. It. I think Ravel, having seen that the circus is supposed to be toward the back, is going to kind of north. walk to the back the north end of the cave uh toward mm -hmm. the restaurant waterfall just to uh sort of get the, the the scope of the depth of this so everybody else might be i don't know looking at like the places of the in, in the initial part i think Ravel is going to just stroll all the way to the back and do a real reconnoiter that way and all right and and all of that yeah yep all right Ravel heads north uh Jay, uh, I don't know if you want to stay with Lovithia, but where might the you or the two of you head? I think I will go and and sort of like pull Lovithia along with me, and I, I think I want to go check out what's happening at one of these tables over here. All right, uh, maybe this one. Okay, you're headed that way, and Krong, where where are you headed? Do you already move your token somewhere? Oh, do we lose Krong? I mean, he's so easy no. to just lose sight of, and then you can't. It's find a big him. map. Where did Krong go? Krong went over near A6. He's going to check out this tournament. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the tournament is actually at A9, if it matters. But uh, yeah. Well, then he's going to uh. keep walking past A6 until he gets yeah. to A9. Uh, A6. People love this. Surely this won't be edited out when we do this. Uh, you you would never be confused, Krong, if, if you were actually there as opposed to in this overhead view. A6 is the spa versus A9 is the tournament. Those, oh, are, those are like massage tables, mm. not card tables. In that right. case, he will just linger by the spa thinking... Ooh, I could get a perm. Yeah. Get my fur all curly. Yeah. No. Nope. All right. To the tournament. Let's start with uh, Jay and Levithia. Uh, you head north from the docks. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, tables set up. They're in these kind of half circle table so that, you know, four players can sit around it. And then the dealer kind of sits across from them on the, the 
you know, bisected side of the circle. And you have arrived in the area of the casino known as DIS, D-I-S. Um, this section contains those little square doohickeys that look like old computers, are rows of these uh, kind of clockwork animatronic things uh, that the uh, they, are, they are each kind of uh, themed to look kind of like a little uh, demon creature. They are known as Tricky Devils, and you see various uh, uh, elderly Varken Bluff people just pumping them full of copper coins over and over again. <laughs> um, but you, it looks like you have headed to one of the tables, and mm-hmm. uh, this is a table where uh, we'll assume you grabbed a seat at a table where it's just the two of you and a dealer. Uh, the dealer uh, introduces and says, uh, Welcome. At this table, we are playing Life and Death. Is this literal life and death? No, it's a game. It's heavily, <laughs> heavily regulated. I laugh merrily because I've played this game before. Uh, there are uh, there are dice uh, that the 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 dealer has like a. I imagine he has a dice tower, uh, and he you know kind of does a flashy hand move, and several dice rattle out of the tower, uh, and he picks up one and kind of gestures that you might want to pick up one as well. I will also grab a, a, a die if uh, pr- pr- probably Jay just like nudges me. <laughs> like, what? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I yes. Do I? Do we have to like throw any money down? The, the... Uh, yes. Um... I throw a gold <laughs> coin down. All right. Uh, you place a gold coin. Um, the uh, the the dealer kind of. Uh, stands up and waves his hand, and another tiefling uh, runs over. Um, this is a tiefling, uh, and the tiefling is holding like kind of a strange like box that's on like kind of like straps that's kind of at chest level in front of them. And uh, the tiefling uh, holds out his hand, and the the, the dealer gestures, uh, "Why don't you hand your coinage uh, to this fellow?" Uh, I I do so. Uh, I'm going to pull out I, I, just whatever I grab, and I don't know. I'm just going to roll a die, actually, to see yeah. what kind of coin it is. Uh, I just pull out a copper piece. All right. <laughs> There's a limit uh, at this table. We're going to find out. The, uh, the So it's a little strange. He's just kind of holding, like, a wooden box, and he does not open it, um, but he takes your coin, and he kind of just taps it on the uh, the box, and then the coin is transformed, and he hands you back, like, a, a little wooden disc. What is that? Oh, this is, uh, this is, so we don't have, uh, you know, money laying around. Uh, we, we request that the, all the games are played with chips. Uh, where do we get these chips normally? Uh, he points uh, in the corner. Uh, there is kind of a, like, office area in the southwest corner, uh, not too far from where you got off the, the boat, um, where people are kind of cashing their uh, money into chips and chips into money. Seems like oh. you can do you can do small amounts with this little guy who runs around at the tables, though. Can I make it like, I don't know, is it an arcana check? Is it a perception check just to be like, what the heck just happened with this box? Sure. Um, uh, yeah, roll an arcana check. Sure. 22. Uh, you think that clearly there's some kind of minor transportation magic being used where that coin just went somewhere else? It's not in the box the box must contain basically magical components or whatnot and in return it transferred a you know i mean gold only has money value because we assign value to it people but a uh, otherwise worthless little wooden chip painted uh with you know green and red kind of uh uh uh, checkered pattern and in the center there's a golden pitchfork which seems to be uh the symbol of the casino uh so uh jay you're handed back a particularly kind of shiny looking uh uh chip uh uh levithia you're handed a clearly lesser chip um do you want to uh transfer any other things says the uh the cashier we'll start with this okay the cashier runs off so the uh the dealer uh says okay no i think we're now ready to play uh he has a uh, rows of chips in front of him and he places uh, basically matching chips with each of you. Uh, and he says, get ready. And he picks up his die. Maybe the die is like a little bit bigger than, you know, a normal die that somebody would use to play a game like Dungeons and Dragons in the far off future. I imagine maybe it's something big enough that he's like really rolling it in two hands. And uh, he signals that, you know, you should start doing this too. Are you saying uh, that, this is, that this takes place in the past? Yes. This is in our past. 
Whoa. But what, also, which kind of our, future. Our, our future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what die is it? Is it a... D20. D20? Classic okay, die. Okay, I am ready. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, roll a die. <laughs> the dealer has rolled a three. I've rolled a 19. I rolled a 13. Uh, very good, very good. L- lucky winners. Uh, each of you are handed, basically, you just won, you know, whatever. Double I got whatever a copper. You- yeah, so you now have, have two, a gold co- two coppers. You won a gold piece. Would you like to play again? Yes. Yes. All right. So I place one, just one of my chips. Yep. I'm letting it ride. Two coppers this time. All right, he puts <laughs> another... And Thirteen more in a row. I blow on my dice. Sold. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> the dealer, the d- dealer has rolled. I rolled a five. Oh, I, I the dealer rolled it. a three again. <laughs> I lost my wow. dice behind my computer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what how many it? times do I have to tell you to have so many cocktails before you start? Eighteen. Hello, wow. <laughs> Very good, very good. Um, you know, and you continue to play uh, games of life and death with the dealer until you are bored or otherwise wish to uh, go. Uh, the can only... I ask the dealer like some questions? Like, hey, I hear there's a tournament happening. Oh yes, there's a uh, very popular, very popular three dragon anti tournament over. Uh, he points to the the kind of toward where the waterfall goes over the uh, the edge of the cliff and down below. Uh, there's that's where the tournament, lots of people here to watch today. Um, mm. Is it busier than usual? Uh, well, we are t- doing a bit of a soft opening, so we don't really know what usual is yet. Mm. Okay. I'm just looking around, like, you know, kind of behind us, like, the, what's that big long table over there? The A4. My money is on Nightshade. Then mine will be too. Very good, very good. All right, let us uh, continue to other people. Ravel, you have headed north following the River Styx. So there's a literal river that kind of bisects this casino with kind of like bridge-like crossings uh, every 20 or 30 feet, allowing you to pass back and forth from the east to the west side of the casino. Uh, At the north side of the casino, the river plunges over a cliff, crashing 100 feet below into a large body of water. Not too far from that is uh, there is a uh, clearly some kind of large like amphitheater um, set off from the main casino areas with uh, sets of double doors leading into it. Um, And you kind of poke your head in there. Uh, There doesn't look like there's that big an audience happening right now. Uh, Looks like there's a uh, there's a big placard with uh, specific uh, scheduled uh, performances. Uh, it looks like there is basically an hour-long performance um, every four hours, um, and it look. But it look looking in. There's kind of you know basically just a handful of people, and they seem to be um, uh, watching some acrobats like kind of practice. Does it say what the show what the shows are? Oh yes, uh, the next show is kind of the featured attraction. Uh, it features a trained lion named. E M R Y S Emrys Emrys okay Emrys a lion you say yeah. a lion that's there's a interesting pic- there's a picture of Ooh. a lion like jumping through a flaming hoop um okay oh, and no, then Barry D and D I do like that yeah and um so it's basically the MGM Grand then and uh about this body of water that the that the um waterfall is plunging into what can you tell me about that i'm gonna i'm gonna scope that okay out as your you water peek over yeah you head north um you look over um you can tell there there's clearly there is uh and as reference on verity's map uh there's a restaurant kind of like right below this area here tucked kind of behind the waterfall um but it looks like you're you know that this ca- cavern uh, where this this river was flowing was you know pretty high up on a cliffside. It looks like there's just a natural uh, lake uh, below you being fed by this waterfall. It is quite a drop, hundred feet, uh, and looking down, you know, you know enough about water, Ravel, to know that that's that must be some pretty deep water down there. Right. Any sign of an outlet? Would this be a way that somebody could get out who could swim? Somebody who could swim, who and could survive a hundred foot. Uh, fall and plunge into deep water. Dive this could be a, into water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably, 
Uh, aside from uh, the most aquatic of creatures, uh, it would be uh, very dangerous as a uh, exit for the casino, but for a Triton, level two Triton, perhaps. Um, and uh, it's probably not very useful as an entrance unless you have the ability to swim up water. Sure, falls, sure. Which I don't know because you won't let him turn him into salmon. Yeah. <laughs> you're too low right. level to be a salmon. Yeah, you're too low level to be a salmon. Come back at level so, four. So even that restaurant that <laughs> is is down below the waterfall, it's still up pretty far from the Yeah. The the, I would water. say the restaurant is like eighty feet or ninety feet up from the, the, All the right. so big it's way down. lake okay. below. I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, again, scoping out a possible thing. If I yeah, can yeah. get uh get gold pieces and a bag of holding and and leap out into the water and you know, they'll never find me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're definitely, uh, you know, the main entrance and the exit to the museum being by these little tiefling-controlled uh, boats certainly does uh, make uh, dramatic entrances and exits uh, challenging. All right. And last but certainly not least, Krong, you have headed over to uh, their signage uh, directing you uh, to an area of the casino known as Cania, C-A-N-I-A, uh, and there are kind of steps leading down into this uh, sunken floor of a huge gambling haven ringed with pillars of black basalt. Uh, there are many three-dragon anti-tables taking up the floor space, a three-foot-high shelf carved into the fall, far wall over here, to the eastern side, uh, has some kind of display case. And there's a bunch of signage indicating that uh, that the final round of the Grand Minaros Invitational uh, First Time Annual Classic has started, uh, and that at this stage of the tournament, there are eight players uh, still in the tournament. I like the balls of calling your first tournament first annual. both annual and classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hate, Quentin, I hate Quentin, this guy Quentin, already. Quentin has a way with uh marketing. <laughs> so um is there are they just playing or are there officials? Is there Oh yeah, no, there are um there, you know, there is a uh there are a bunch of uh there are two active tables going on with the remaining eight uh players in the tournament, and there's a dealer at each table, uh, and there are it looks like a decent amount of kind of hanger-ons and people who are here to watch uh, the game, uh, and they—I imagine there's like a like a velvet rope kind of separating the the game from uh, you know observers, so that you don't wander too close and bump into uh, any of the players or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, and then there's uh, I guess there's some open tables uh, from probably earlier in the tournament when there were a, a zillion people. All right. Well, I will stroll in. I will railbird the mm. uh game a little bit all right i'll just uh, actually uh what's going on at this table who are the players all right you head over what's going on you have happened to go to table two and uh yes. you happen to uh railbird uh, did not know that was a word but uh i'm going with it uh you happen to railbird uh up next to a um a human commoner who you know He's just he's he's real excited and he's got that kind of no one has talked to him in several days uh, thing going on to him. <laughs> oh, Mister, you're here at table two. This is the table to watch. That guy over there, that's Nightshade. I think he is going to go all the way. He points to a uh, kind of distinguished looking uh, tiefling. Uh, just as a note, it seems like in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, tiefling. Uh, NPCs, this does not carry over to player characters, but tiefling NPCs frequently have kind of like a, uh, a name that's like a, a noun or a concept or something like that. So, Nightshade. Um, a lot of tieflings in this place, huh? Yeah. Well, goes with the theme, right? Yeah, I thought they were rare. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, maybe they're all related. Oh, I shouldn't say that. That's probably offensive. No, we, I don't know. What? No, you can't. No, no, no. Oh. Uh, I, no, trust me, I'm a nice guy. Oh, I don't even oh, know how okay. to say that anymore. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about three dragon ante. So that's uh that's nightshade. Uh, I, clearly, I think he's gonna win this table. I think he's gonna win the whole thing. Uh, right now they've got him paired up there. Uh, that's Jetta Moore. He points to a kind of uh young looking uh human um uh who, uh who's playing there uh over there. Uh, that's uh Ruthie Ruthie Swifford. Uh, another uh, uh, 
human uh, woman. She looks a little bit kind of more older, determined, um, and, you know, looks totally focused on the game. And that guy, well, Wumple Thistledown, I don't think he's going to make it that much longer. He points to a, uh, a uh, kind of uh, ostentatiously dressed half-elf. The game continue. Uh, now, I would Krong, like to. Do you want to oh, learn? Do ahead. you know how to play Three Dragon Andy? No. Oh. Do you want to learn how to play Three Dragon Andy on an, uh, on the uh, beginner's table that happens to be uh, just within uh, earshot of the expert's table? I guess. Okay. Not really why I came into this room, but sure. <laughs> All right. You choose to just kind of eavesdrop. There's a bunch of, they look like the most touristy of tourists. There's uh, a family of five halflings. Uh, they are called the Rubes. That is... <laughs> <laughs> nominated for <laughs> they're all wearing hats with tiefling uh horns on them and a tiefling uh dealer is teaching them how to play three dragon ante now in the world of dungeons and dragons three dragon ante is a card game in the game of dungeons and dragons playing three dragon ante as players playing a game i think i've got the levels mixed up you play it with dice where his die represents a card. But the the gist of it is you roll, uh, you would have five cards. Uh, instead, you'll take five D12s. You roll your five D12s. You keep the results of those secret. And basically each round, you have to reveal some of your D12s. Uh, and it's overly complicated. Whoever has the highest sum of their dice wins. But you get a chance to decide whether you're going to stay in or drop out as people reveal their dies and uh, dice rolls and uh, bidding increases. That's how you play sure. Three Dragon Ante. Sure. Can I go over to this uh, display table you mentioned and see if oh, there yeah. is a golden statue upon it? Yeah, you head east, <laughs> totally leaving the tutorial on Three Dragon Ante. Uh, <laughs> over on the <laughs> over on the east, I will press B at this point, Tony, <laughs> yeah. and a B again until the conversation is over. <laughs> yep, you know Matthew Mercer doesn't have to deal with this. Uh, over on the eastern side of the gambling haven that is the tournament, uh, and does does not seem to be drawing any. Uh, uh, kind of uh, foot traffic of the the tourists. Uh, there is a rather impressive looking display case, and in that display case, not in the vault as you were told, but here on display, but inside a big glass or at least glass like looking box, is a golden statue of a Arinez. But is it need, real? I don't know if you need to see it again, but still. Now it looks like this. Now you're seeing it uh, of this little foot tall uh, golden statue holding a little ruby horned creature, big majestic wi uh, wings. And, uh, you know, I imagine there's a little placard next to it that says like that, uh, you know, to the first winner of the uh, Grand Minaros Invitational First Annual Classic. Uh, Oh, right. The case itself, Krong, because I know you're going to ask me, is two feet wide, two feet deep, and three feet tall. The statue is about a foot tall, and uh, you, with your keen eye for uh, weights and items of value, imagine that it weighs nine pounds. Uh, perhaps giving you a little bit of an evil eye as you're lingering near his display case is a... I'm just going to say somewhat intimidating tiefling security guard. That's what I use on Google Image Search to find this guy that'll show the players. Uh, but a rather <laughs> tough, burly-looking tiefling. Um, you've noticed several tiefling guards throughout the uh, the casino, but this one looks particularly uh, tough. These are not your uh, easily incapacitated uh, guards from the Varkenbluff Museum of Natural History. I'm just picking that as a, another place that has guards in the greater Varkenbluff world. No reason. But, you know, these are not one-eighth challenge rating uh, individuals. These are something tougher. And as you realize that the, uh, the statue that you need to steal is not tucked away in some vault, but here... Uh, in the uh, guarded uh, and relatively busy tournament room, a bit of a spanner has been thrown into the works, or at least something you'll need to adapt for in your plans as you conspire to rob the Afterlife Casino, to embarrass 
Quentin Toggle Pocket to steal back that which was stolen from your new tiefling friend, Verity, and ultimately to grind reputation with the, the Golden Vault Secret Society that you are all members of. What other surprises and secrets await our adventurers as they continue to explore the afterlife casino how hard will it be to find the vault what wacky animals will revel shapeshift into <laughs> for answers to questions such as these tune in next time for total party kill <laughs>